0: Yo, what's up everybody? This is your guy GI. We are back in the Place Beams, the podcast, along with
1: Lisa Lou, It's your girl, Lisa Lou, What's up, what's up?
0: Yeah, we are back. And do we even want to talk about I don't know if we want to even go into all of this stuff about quarantining and stuff.
1: Coronaviruses. No, I'm I'm kind of sick of it. And I feel like yeah. people are sick of hearing about it. So yeah. let's all not right. talk
0: about yeah. it. Okay, do no, it's not. Yeah.
1: We all know, know it's a thing.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. Let's not even go into that. We're going to talk about stuff that art, like, so here's the thing, right? As artists, you know, you have extra time, possibly. It's a good time to be creative. So hopefully people have, had, have taken an opportunity to brush up on a skill or... Um,
1: if not, you, you know, have time to brush up on a skill.
0: Yeah. Or or maybe they've taken time to to write a little bit or, you know, just create something. you know, whatever. Um, but... I think that plays in well with what we're talking about today, which is you want to kind of introduce our topic for today.
1: Yeah, um, I can introduce our topic bef- before we get into the topic. Let's oh, yeah. I guess.
0: Pre- preliminary housekeeping. Stuff. Yeah.
1: Housekeeping stuff out of the way. I, be, I'm, um, I was anxious
0: to get into it and I'm jumping all way. Right. The really you, hard, like,
1: you like whatever. Right. You like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, So housekeeping stuff. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, make sure that you check out our past episodes. We are available on all major podcast streaming, um, as well as hit us up on our social medias at mediumspodcast on Instagram and Facebook, and Medium's Podcast at gmail.com, and mediumspodcast on the Twitters um we love to hear your engagement we like to hear your story see how you relate to the topics we talked about especially today's topic and today's topic so that we can go ahead and jump right in since gi is so excited about it
0: i'm eager because (laughs) i'm I'm passionate about today's topic you see what i did there and
1: and they don't even know and um Speaking of passionate, today's topic is passion. We're talking about passion. So as an artist, right, passion. So as an artist, a lot of artists, and i am we can't really say all, oh, obviously, because some people are fueled by other things, but um, a lot of times, you know, that a lot of people start out in their art, and whether it continues this way or not, that's here nor there, but they start out in their art because they have a passion for it. Right. And um that's kind of what we're talking about today in terms of just like how is your art fueled by your passion, the positive and negatives of being driven by that passion. And just kind of like what happens and for me really, because I'm kind of in this space right now, is what happens when the passion dies, but people still want to hear from you. Mm. And so like that's kind of where I'm at right now. And but I don't want to start in such a negative space <laughs> with a conversation. I'm
0: gonna uh I'm gonna take like a, a a thing from what's love got to do with it and I'm gonna put that up when we uh put this episode up.
1: Right. That'd yeah. be good. But no, so that's like, it's
0: real though. That's definitely yeah. real. Um I think uh let's let's start with kind of um we talked about our journeys as artists and kind of what brought us to it. And you've you talked a little bit about kind of um, the creative crux for yourself has usually been from pain, right? So it's it has been difficult for you traditionally to write absent of that in your life, right?
1: Yes and no, but and yes in terms of okay, and I'm gonna say it like this: I say yes in terms of that is usually my muse, but. I was very much driven by just a passion that I had for writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the thing, like in terms of content and me being inspired. And I think, and I think that those are two different things when we start talking about passion versus inspiration, because like right now um, I just don't really, um, it's not necessarily that I'm not inspired to write. I have a drive to write, but I just, I'm starting a piece, and I didn't really want to start in this negative space. But a piece of me is starting to lose kind of that pull that I had towards writing. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, it's not that I don't have ideas to write about. I got a couple of things that I want to write about, and um, I was having a, a conversation with one of our homies, Ozu, and mm-hmm. um, shout Luzu, out to the homie Ozu. Right, um, a local rapper here in Birmingham. And for- What's the, hold on, let me
0: say this. He doesn't like to be called a rapper because he knows he's an artist. Oh,
1: yes, he's an artist. Okay, so a local artist here in Birmingham, my bad, because he did say that, I was there when he said that. Um, A local artist here. And for the listeners that don't know, um, I have, you know, I got a little bundle of joy on the way and he asked me how I thought that, you know, me having a baby was going to impact my writing. Mm-hmm. And personally, I feel like I can feel the passion building up again because I feel like it's going to take my art to a whole new level, level becoming a mother. Mm-hmm. And and so I feel like that that initial connection, that initial love that I had for writing, I can kind of feel that bubbling again because I guess like doing shows all the time, and like having people you know know you for certain pieces or always wanting to hear certain pieces you kind of it kind of gets a little bit it gets droning a little bit and it can kind of take away that luster and um and that's kind of what I was feeling a little bit so it wasn't that I wasn't inspired to write I had a lot of ideas but I just didn't really have that desire and I didn't feel like that love for writing was there anymore. And then Mm -hmm. on top of that, like I'm not in a painful place. And that was always my, that was always really my connection with writing because it was such a therapeutic thing for me. But even when, and I, but I knew I was fueled by passion because even when I wasn't making money doing this art, I still wanted to do it. Like I still had this, this fervent desire to you know, it wasn't about, oh, well, can they pay me? And, you know, we've talked about this before, but, oh, will they pay me this? Can they pay me that? Like, I didn't care about that. Like, I didn't care about that at all. It didn't It didn't fuel my desire to write or anything like that. And so I think when you're in that space, if when you truly have a connection with your art, like, none of that stuff matters. And that's when the passion is, you know that the passion is there. But kind of like I said, the last the last component of that topic, what happens when that passion dies? Where right. where do you where do you end up when when you feel that passion waning and oh, using bigger words? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, when you feel that passion starting to subside and you don't feel like you have that love or that connection anymore, Um, because I'm not in a place where I feel like I need that therapeutic release or that cathartic release that I used to in the manner in which I used to rely on writing or whatever so like when we were having that conversation when we were having me and Ozu were having that conversation I could feel myself getting so excited because I was like I really feel like becoming a mom is really going to open my art up so much more and allow me to discover a new side that's going to kind of reignite that thing so what about you like where do you find your passion for being an artist, because I'm not going to call you a rapper either. I don't want to feel like
0: I don't. Nobody I don't
1: wants to be a rapper.
0: <laughs> I don't mind being called a rapper because I rap. Like I don't, you know. We, he and I have had that conversation before. Look, hey, I'm, I'll, I'll be a rapper. It doesn't matter to me. I don't. I don't particularly care what the label is on it. Just as long as you don't think it's terrible music. Um, anyway, as far as for me. Um, I think it's a little bit different for me as far as passion is concerned, because, and I want to ask you this question when I get done talking about this and remind me to come back to it about like passion to write versus passion to perform. But we'll, we'll go into that in just a moment. But, um, I find a lot of what drives me to write comes from my experiences in society as a whole. And because I, I tend to be more cerebral in the way that I approach my music. I think that, um, So I have a propensity, big word for me today, to want to um, debate people about things and ideas, right? And the music is one of the few times that I get to, in an uninterrupted fashion, spout off ideas. right? Like I just get to talk about what I want to talk about and you don't get to say anything back. I just get to say and make my entire point, right? And so I kind of relish that often just to be able to say, all right, here's this thing I want to talk about. Here's this thing that I'm passionate about. Let me go write a verse about it. Let me go write a song about it. And nobody gets to rebuttal immediately, right? So I think it's a little bit different for me in that fashion, but also that comes back to my other point of like, um, I'm trying my best in in capturing this elusive uh, music that doesn't get old for people um, to be able to make music where I can perform it forever, right? Like if I have this one song that I just never get tired of performing because the song resonates beyond the moment. Um, and I, and I love being on stage. So it's like I get to express that passion on stage over and over and over again. And I don't know that I'll ever really get tired of doing that. I haven't gotten to that place yet at all. Um, so that's why I I come back to the question of passion to write versus passion to perform. Like you feel like you're in a place where you're even tired of performing? Um
1: because it doesn't feel the same? Um, I'm not tired of performing because I actually I very much enjoy performing itself, but I do believe that I am getting to a point where I get I get tired of performing the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I don't um it's not because I don't enjoy enjoy my own work, but um I did a show I did a show like back in February, I think it was in February. And um, if you've ever seen me perform, you know that typically I recite my things from memory. Um, But in that show, I actually did a full out reading, like where I read from my book. And one of the reasons I did that is because, and kind of when I opened the show, I told them there's so often that you get trapped in this circle of things like I was saying that things that the crowd really loves and pieces that you just have memorized that, you know, you can go to when you perform that I actually don't get the opportunity to perform some of my favorite poems ever. And Mm -hmm. so when I did that show, I did a reading because I wanted to do some work that really meant something to me. And those aren't always the pieces that technically resonate with the crowd. And one of the things about performing at the end of the day, just like any other public speaking engagement, you need to know your audience. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go to a crowd that I know that's kind of rowdy. You know, I want to say this, like, I don't want to offend nobody, but kind of more on the ratchet side. I ain't going to go there and do my deepest poets poem. Like, they're not going to give a fuck about that. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not going to care about that. So, you know, that's when I know like, okay, they want to hear like, Oh, like, my angry black lady poem, like, like, t- like tearing niggas up, you know, let me like talk about how these dudes ain't shit. Like, that's the stuff that I know is going to resonate with the crowd or whatever. So you do those things because you know your audience. And the event that I did, I know it's an event where I can kind of, I have like that artistic freedom. And so I took the liberty to be like, you know what, I'm actually going to read some poems. And I connected with those poems so much because emotionally those poems mean so much more to me than some of those crowd pleasing poems, because even though some of my, like my best, you know, my best crowd pleasers like Marilyn Monroe, they hold a lot of significance um, politically. They hold a lot of significance just like contextually and in the message that's there. But sometimes that message gets diminished when you're performing it over and over and over and over and over so it doesn't hit the same because even if I have taken a break and haven't performed a certain poem in say months or a year or whatever the case is and I bring it back out like it, it hit a little different because I'm like oh shit you know I'm doing this again whatever it is so that's kind of where I start losing the passion to perform. It's just because I get tired of having to do the same thing. So when people stop seeing me on the scene, they'll ask, them, why you haven't done any performance? And I'll, I'll usually tell them it's because I'm trying to write new stuff. And if I'm continuously like spouting old work, it's really hard for me to get in a space um, to write new things and to be inspired. And because I'm constantly, when you're performing, And you know and you're relying so much on that emotion you constantly have to stay in that emotional space so if i'm constantly in that emotional space performing how am i going to get into another emotional space to write something new and that's kind of where i get kind of fed so people will see me i'll go on hiatus from performing a lot and it's because i've kind of lost that like i don't feel that same connection with the pieces i don't which means i don't feel the same connection with the audience right and i've come to a point where I'm okay saying that. Like I'm okay being like cuz especially when I released my first one of my first projects, I was like I can't be, you know, I can't be dipping and dodging in and out the scene like that cuz people going to forget you, you know what I'm saying? Or another poet's going to come along and they're going to get my shine or whatever. And now I don't I don't really give a fuck about that no more. Like if I don't do another show in the city, like cool. You know what I'm saying? Cuz I feel like my at this point my work speaks for itself. So mm. that's fine not to be like, oh, you know, I'm top shit, but I just I kind of feel like, okay, I've done I feel like I've done my due diligence to make sure that my inspiration is kind of everlasting, that at this point, like if I'm not performing every five minutes, that's okay. And I'm okay, I'm okay saying that. And I think it's in that moment where you are where you are fully that if even if I'm not performing and I'm still writing. that's when you know you kind of riding off that passion because I ain't making no money off of this right now. I nice. ain't making money while I'm trying to work on a project. I'm not making money where when I'm turning down shows because I just don't feel like being on stage, you know, and I just want to go to a show to enjoy it. So that's where, as an artist, where I'm like, okay, it has to be about the love of what I'm doing and the love for this art that I can try to continue to do it.
0: Now I feel that 100%. So do you think that maybe... um And and this was a thing for me. So I just want to know if you feel the same way, like sometimes um, the burnout from the stage or the the lack of re-energizing that comes from that stage performance comes because you're seeing a lot of the same faces at um, the shows that you're doing. Um, Do you think maybe a change of scenery would be helpful? Like if you're in a different scene and you're vibing to different energies, um, would that help to kind of re-energize the passion that you have for those pieces?
1: Um, yes and no, because I don't necessarily think that it is because actually being in the same city um, is kind of good because it kind of requires me to try to learn new pieces that Mm -hmm. I hadn't memorized before because I don't want to keep giving the people the same stuff. Like, I don't want people to come to a show. You know, if I have two shows in a week and you show up at both shows, I don't want you to get the same show. So I, I am very conscious of that. and I think that there is a really great feeling that comes with being able to rock out a crowd like in a city that's not your own. But at the same time, I can rely on that old material. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because it's like on one hand, yeah, I'm energizing people that don't know who I am, but it's still with the same old shit. They just don't know it's old shit. (laughs) All right. So it's kind of like six in one hand, half dozen in the other.
0: Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I, I just I know for, for myself, um, there, there definitely comes a, a space where like I enjoy seeing how a new crowd is going to react to.
1: Absolutely. You get that. Yeah, you get like, like I said, you get a nice little vibe off of being able to shut a set d- like, shut a set down in a city that's not yours. Like, when people don't know shit about you and they come in and, be, and then they leave and be like, yo, I need to know more about GI. Or, mm-hmm. oh, damn, I need to know more about Lissa Lou. Like, that's a great feeling because I know, like, a lot of like a lot of artists get flack for being like, oh, well, yeah, you hot in your city, but go somewhere else and see if you still pop like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that there's, there's definitely merit in that. And I think that that is when it holds true of whether or not you really passionate about something because when you flop in another city, that shit could make a <laughs> break you, bro. Yeah. Like, that shit could make a break you. And that's when you got to be like, okay, I love this enough to keep going. Or, you know, I'm just going back to the ham where I know they love me and I'm going to just keep rocking stages in the ham. And that's what right. it's going to be. Like, but yeah, I don't it, know. That's it, kind of just how I feel about it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you definitely can get in a space where you go out and, um, well, I, it's going to sound super arrogant. I've never actually experienced that, but I could understand how that would be humbling for you to go somewhere and just not feeling your stuff at all. No, I won't say I haven't. I, haven't, I, I, I have felt that when we were um, doing our thing as a group one time. Story time. So there was a time when I was in a group, for those of you who don't know, um, if you might know the artist, the real Joe Clark here in Birmingham and the singer, um, slash rapper here in Birmingham, Dean Priest. And uh, one of our homeboys, uh, his name is B-Will. If you know know me, then you know we do a thing called The War Report. B-Will is um, one of the guys on The War Report with me. Anyway, so we were all in a group once upon a time, and we had to go to New York uh, for a talent contest that Bad Boy Records was putting on. So Bad Boy was looking for a new act.
1: Are Um, you, was y'all trying to get on? uh, What was that? No, he wasn't
0: making the band, wasn't making the band.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, wasn't making a band. These were um, trying to try out for making the band. What? Nah, this
0: this was after this was after making the band had happened. But like they were just doing um, talent contests for new acts, right? So they were doing this thing. We literally drove. We drove up to New York uh, in a van, um, in like a little minivan, yo. Like we drove up to. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry.
0: Yeah, so we drove up to New York and um, we went and did. We went and stood in this long line. Um, to do this thing, and we—it's four of us performing in a room that is not big enough for four people to be standing there and trying to rap, right? And uh, so we're in there, and it's literally just us and um, this talent guy, and then of course there's like the uh, the, the, the double sided mirror. People are on the other side; they can see you and they're recording it. Um, so we we're in there and we're performing, and we get up there and we're doing our thing. This is back; when we were doing gospel rap too. So like we were super delusional in thinking we were going to be on Bad Boy as gospel rappers. Like I don't know what we were on. Anyway, so we're uh we're in New York and we're up there doing our thing and they basically after we got done, they were like, "Ah, that was cute, but nah." <laughs> that's, Damn. That's, that ain't it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like cuz but at the time we thought we were the hottest thing ever. Like we was just like, "Yo, this ain't no way, man. They going to get up there. They going to see us, you know what I'm saying? We can rap." Plus, you know, we got the energy and da-da-da, you know, saying Dean Priest singing. We're like, yo, man, we finna shut this thing down. And they was like, mm, all right, that's cute, but next. It's like, oh, all right. So, where'd you now? I have my
1: phone. I have my phone's for you.
0: <laughs> we didn't drove all the way to New York just to get told, uh, thanks for coming, but no. Um. So yeah, that that's probably the only time I think that I've been on a, a left the stage feeling like yo, they just that was not what I was not going
1: what for. was up. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and I and honestly don't think it was. Like, we can have a whole other conversation about what what I think actually was going down there. Anyway, um, but yeah, but outside of that, you know, normally when I go out and it's it's, it's love. Like I honestly get way more love <laughs> when I'm not in Birmingham than I do when I'm here. So. But yeah, anyway, tangents where I was t- telling a story. I could probably you know what I I'm I'm just going we're going to have to like have a whole other segment of GI story time cuz I got right. stories for days about stuff. Clearly. But yeah, so um all right, passion. Um what what else do we want to say about this cuz I I feel like there's so much more that we could kind of get into in regards to kind of what fuels people to to create because you know we're, we're both writers and I, I think that one of the things that you mentioned in the start was about kind of how do you balance that out when you when people are expecting it from you right like how do you
1: that shit he, is pressure I don't like
0: yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need something so okay uh a good person to talk about with this is Jay Electronica right like so he dropped Ugh. his album recently yes and we yes. could talk about the G Electronica release um do we want to get into that first to do we want to go into the medium's moment i don't know we, we, we could do that
1: or um we let well let's let's get into the medium's moment cuz i feel like let's get into the medium's moment because since we're talking about passion on a positive note <laughs> on a positive <laughs> note <laughs> we can t-
0: Right, so we for, for the audience I, she and i have not I, had a conversation about this at all i just thought about this on the fly so i don't know what's uh, about to come because
1: i ain't prepared to talk about this 15 okay. year wait for a collab album
0: okay but, all, right, well, all right all right we'll get into it we'll get into it but
1: so for so for <laughs> when we talk about i see i don't even know no so when we talk about passion on a positive note this brother that we're going to talk about for the mediums moment definitely has it. And not just for not. And this is the thing that I really love about this dude, because it's not just for his particular craft that he's known for. And I'm going to say that because he is also an artist. I know he does things outside of rap as well, but, um, shit. My (laughs) brain. (laughs) My brain just stopped. Uh-oh. See, just, see brain, it's, brain, it's, brain, bruh,
0: it's terrible. It's terrible already. Um, no. Nah. So, but yeah, no. I, I, I'll yeah, step in. So d- Yeah. Brother brother definitely, <laughs> he definitely does a lot of things outside of just doing his music. Uh, he's He's got some philanthropic things that he's doing. He has a lot of passion for getting other artists out there on the scene and, and helping them get established. Um, he throws oh. events. He's got a lot of things that he does that I admire as a creative here in the city. That is it's none other than my man, Eugene Wright. Eugene actual Wright.
1: factuals. Actual factuals. Yeah, this so. man, okay, there we go. So he's a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So he's a dope-ass rapper. I remember like, and I hate that I couldn't go. And I don't, I think I was out of town, but I remember when he released one of his albums and he did a silent party. Yeah. And I was like one of the first silent parties I knew to happen in Birmingham. Like, and I think that that's so dope. See, when I talk about, like, when you talk about creative, they be trying to do shit that's really different. And I had heard a lot of great things about it. I was so sad I was out of town. But, yeah, he's a rapper. Um, he's a writer. He's an excellent. Like, hopeful, I did have to do it. Like, he was on my battle team. We battled against poets from uh, surrounding areas. And he was on Team Birmingham. And I was very happy that he was on Team Birmingham because he probably would have dusted my ass like, mm-hmm. <laughs> from a poetry perspective. But he's, yeah, he really is. He's super talented. And um, he's also, he also has a podcast of his own uh, where they just talk, they talk a lot about a lot of dope stuff as well. So, um yeah, what else should we say about this young man, GI?
0: Yeah. So um I mean also like the uh the, the sit down sessions is a thing that I've had the pleasure to be a part of. Um and it's one of the dopest events that I think I've ever attended. Um, not just in Birmingham, just in general. I I like the idea of the sit-down sessions. It's a very uh intimate intimate um setting where artists get to talk through their art with the um audience so you perform or play your music. And then with the lyrics, we get to sit down and just kind of talk about what they mean. And the audience gets a lot of questions at you. And you get a, a, ch- a chance to kind of be um, seen and heard as an artist in a different way. So I've had the pleasure of being a part of all three of them thus far. And it's been dope.
1: Um, I'm jealous yeah. because I've never gotten to be a part of them because I'm a poet. And I'm Not really because like
0: you're that. a poet. Like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that.
1: I will to do that. I told him. I already told him. Yeah, I i'm a hater
0: anyway and then he also does um podcasts as well he has the sweet life podcast so sankofa sweet is like his creative suite of offerings that he's doing for a variety of different things so he does the sweet life podcast um so y'all check out sweet life podcast it's always some um some entertaining things going over over there with their situation um what else does he do um we already talked
1: about
0: yeah we already talked about yeah he
1: does some Philanthropic stuff where he uh, works with various various kids in high school doing like creative workshops, writing workshops. Um, He also um, works with Desert Supply Company, which um, focuses on like reading and things like that, reading and writing for kids. So that's one of the things that the sit-down sessions benefits. Um, He does that also as a uh, fundraiser for that program. You know, getting the kids books, um, hyping up literacy. So we definitely love creatives that are really trying to not only make their mark in the creative world but also in the human world on the lives, especially of kids, because yeah. man, cause this world is so screwed up and kids hmm. need to know that I mean we just to be real, like this this world is so screwed up and kids need to know that they have people on their side to teach them healthy ways to Find an outlet for emotion and things like that. So that's why I definitely applaud the work that he does with the high school high school students, um, as well as like the younger kids and things like that. So definitely a shout out to Eugene Wright. Yeah, that's
0: Uh, my man's right there. It's my man's right
1: there. Absolutely. Um, Also known as Eugenius. Check him out. He has albums available. Um, He has projects available under Eugene Wright. and Eugenius as well. So uh check out his projects on Apple, all the streaming um services. And yeah. if you're in the Birmingham area when he does a sit down session, man, you definitely have to go. I know the last iteration that they did was probably uh, I've been two out of the three. And this last one was definitely really, really great. Yeah. And it was really hilarious. Uh,
0: yeah, I think and got- they have
1: got they have gotten better. This last one was actually was like there it really allowed y'all to open up a lot of people had really good questions but some of the like just like the side commentary was also hilarious as well so it was a really good time and a lot of creatives show up and so the vibe is always really great and he really he really harbors that so um shout out to him make sure you check out our media moment and again as always if you have people that you want us to check out people that you want us to highlight that you think are doing big things in their art um whatever it may be Uh, send them our way. Uh, Send us a little blurb about what it is so we can check them out. So we can pump them on uh, social media platforms and everything like that. So we can give them a little exposure.
0: Yeah. Love, love to the artists out there. So yeah, for sure, um, send us suggestions. We'd love to, because, you know, for right for right now, being honest, we're picking from our, our homies, right? It's so, like, we're picking a lot of people who we know personally. I'd love to get exposed right. to somebody completely new that I've never met before and be like, oh, this person is super dope. Like, let me check them out. So y'all make sure, which we have a, a pretty extensive network. Like, we could continue to do this for a long time. Like, I'm not saying that I am running out of ideas of people, but definitely would love to get exposed to some new people. So y'all let us know who y'all got.
1: Cool. Right. Absolutely.
0: All right. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's get into talking about passion, producing art, expectations, all of those things. And we we started to talk about it a little bit, but let's see where we're going to go with this, with the whole Jay Electronica project. So I said what
1: I said, and that's all I'm going to say.
0: Really? That's all you're going to say?
1: I ain't waiting 15 years for a collaboration with 10 songs on it. But I will say I'm just happy, like, because you wouldn't know what I really thought. I really thought he was going to be cheesy and put, like, Exhibit A through C on it. Bitch, I was going to be real. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really scrolled, like, I really scrolled, like, the track list. I was like, this shit better not be out here. I was going to be hot. <laughs>
0: What I find, what I thought was interesting, was that like he didn't show Jay Z as featured on any of the songs,
1: right? And but he the was on everything. Yeah, was so, so on
0: everything.
1: Maybe because he didn't want people to be disappointed.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that was about. I, I, I thought I it was, don't like, it. well, I mean, so th- I think that points to like, I had this conversation with um with a friend of mine talking about this whole project and. Like he, he asked for my opinion, and I basically told him that I felt as if um, Jay Z was like, "Yo, man, let's just do it. Let's go finish something up real quick." And Jay Electronica didn't have the the passion, I guess if we're going to use that word, to like write full songs. So he went in there with like a bunch of sparse ideas, and Jay Z went and finished them all up and made them songs.
1: And that's and and I can I can definitely feel that, and I'm. And like, and that's the thing. And like, I know that there were a lot of people that are like, Jay Electronica, who is that? But like, as somebody who had, who had literally, like, I, I know I wrote a status was like, Yo, Jay finally dropped. Please say goodbye to your loved ones, because like, if you, if you rocked with him, you know what I'm saying. Like, you really have. You've waited a really long time for this to happen. It was mm-hmm. like you got to you got one song for every year you, wait, you waited. <laughs> and you can't even say that you got half a song for every year you waited you know what i'm saying and like the production was cool like the beats was cool and everything like that and i know that there's some people that like really really loved it and but like as somebody who legitimately waited for 10 12 years for something to drop i was just like "Eh." i mean it's good but i mean i ain't wait 12 years for this Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's uh, a little bit of the problem. I think um, (laughs) when you are, because I I do wonder if he felt like an obligation to his fans to give them something, but he didn't feel the passion to to really.
1: But I mean, if that's the case, don't give me nothing. Then, like, if that's the case, don't give me nothing. And but I I wonder though, that's my thing. That's my thing. That's my thing. You did it to yourself because you kept saying. He's the one that kept being like, "Oh, we're going to have an album come out. We're going to have an album." He would tweet that shit and all kind of stuff. On the, think of the other side of this, the other side of that conversation where you have Andre 3000 that comes out and be like, "Y'all can stop waiting for me because right. it just ain't cuz it just ain't on my heart like that." And I right. 100% respect that where he says, "I just don't have it in me to make music in this climate." Like he's like, "I don't have that he's like, and he pretty much said it i don't have that passion for music like that to put out a project and i respect that like i hella respect that because i listened to the interview that he did for broken record podcast you know mm-hmm. and um that interview like that whole conversation from an artistic perspective from an artist perspective i was like i feel all of this shit like Sometimes you just don't, like, you just don't feel it. Like, you just don't have it anymore. So then you start looking at other avenues. And he was talking about, I'm doing all kind of other creative stuff, hoping that it sparks something, but it just don't, because the climate doesn't call for it. Like, it doesn't inspire me. And right. I would take that over a half, a half album that I waited 12 years for.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the uh, uh, the, the the amplifier of, like, the... Because I, I went through that, right, where it had been a long time since I dropped a full album.
1: Ugh, um, we didn't even and, talk about G.I. and his process. God.
0: Yeah, God. <laughs> um, but it was a long time between albums, right? And so, like, I felt a lot of pressure. Like, I feel like, yo, when I drop the next album, it's got to be amazing. And so, like, the longer it takes for it to come out, the more amazing you feel like it has to be. And the more it's like in your mind, you're like, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. So you go back and you tweak it like, at least that's me. Like I can't speak right I'm gonna
1: now. let y'all know. See, I'm and I was just about to say, I'm gonna let y'all know now if y'all listening to this and y'all waiting for another list of project, you're gonna get what you get when I give it, okay? That's <laughs> what we that's what we gonna say. Like, you go get what you get when 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 I give it, but it's gonna be something that I'm proud of. Now, whether or not, and see, and that's kind of where, like, I think that it was different because like say, when we talked about your project, you know, I know that you had your own expectations for your project. You know what I'm saying? You really wanted people to be able to feel it and the feeling that you wanted people to have when they felt it, when they listened to it, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was very big for you. Like, I know, like I'm searching for a feeling in this next project. And that may be because my last project was the project for the people. Type right. deal so this next project it's a feeling that i want to have right. and a feeling that i'm like i'm trying to attack now if you receive it i love you for it but if you like man bitch she could have saved this J electronical bullshit <laughs> like, I'll, <laughs> like i'll understand but i'll know it'll be a project that i'm 100 percent pleased with because it was something that i was searching for yeah, And maybe, yeah. and as consumers, and that's the thing on the other side of that, on, a, on on the other side of it, maybe Jay is 100% proud of that project that he put out. I don't know. But from a consumer standpoint. I mean, there are some dependent. people
0: who, who absolutely are rocking with it, though. Like, I've seen some. Yeah,
1: of, yeah, yeah. Like, um, there are sponsors. a lot of people. Yeah, there are a lot of people that are like thousand flames, emojis. Yeah. I ain't one of those people, but yeah.
0: I mean, I, I've definitely <laughs> seen, as as uh, somebody who who's gone through the release process, you kind of the polarity helps drive the popularity. Like if people absolutely the feelings about it, they're going to speak on those feelings, and then it ignites other people to be like, "Well, let me go check this out and see why they feel so strongly about this." Right, right, because so, so it'll make me, it, like
1: cause yeah. for pause. Be like, okay, maybe I missed something. Let me try it again. Right, right. And I ain't sitting here and. Don't do me wrong because I don't want nobody to listen to this and be like, oh my God, I can't believe she thought it was trash. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it's trash. I enjoyed listening to it. I'm just saying, as a person who waited for very long for something to come out, it did not meet my 12 years of expectation.
0: Right. And hey, hey, that's fair. That's, that's definitely fair to have a certain expectation. But like I said, for me, that's, that's kind of what was plaguing my mind before I got ready to drop this, um, most recent release for myself was like, yo, I don't know.
1: <clears throat> now, do you think that, that, that those expectations or that weight of those expectations can damper your passion?
0: Um, for me, it definitely did just because of the place where I am in, um, like, I feel like maybe I'm on the latter end of it. and I'm like, man, do I really want to do this? Like, you know, like, is there any point in me putting out a project at this point in time? Um, but then I think the closer I got to completing it, the more it kind of started back up again. It was like, yo, like you have to finish now you're so close. Um, right. so yeah, there was there was definitely a period of time which would took me so long to to finish it. Like I started working on this album a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. Um, And it just it kept going through iterations where I would like, okay, this is what the project is going to be. And then I throw that whole idea away. Uh, But then once I got close to the end of this, I was like, okay, I think I figured out what I want this to say and what what I want to happen on this. And I just got to a place where I was like, all right, let's let's get it done. Let's finish it. Let's put it out. And, you know, I, I literally had a conversation. Akil Pratt is the producer for the project. I literally had a conversation with him or I text him maybe like a month before. And I was like, yo, I'm putting it out next month bro. like, I'm just going, we're dropping it. So let's just finish up what we got and we're done. Like we're not doing any more tweaks. We're going to finish mixing what we have, send it to the master and we're going to put it out. Like no, no big announcements, no nothing. We are just dropping them up. And that's what happened. So, um, but yeah, like I said, as you get closer to the end, I think it. my, my passion for wanting to just see it finished, um, Reignited. And then of course, like I, I got a decent response from people, so it felt good to to kind of get that out and off. So
1: yeah. I feel it.
0: Cool, cool, cool. So J Electronica, if you're listening, which you're probably not, um <laughs> Lissa was disappointed and you owe her right. another EP. <laughs> right. Of, ten, of 90 percent you.
1: Can't can't right. That's my problem. That's my problem. You just have that person. Anyways. Anyways. Mm. Mm -mm -mm.
0: All right. So um, anything else that you want to say on this topic about passion? I think there's so much more that we can say, but I think I want to leave some of this stuff for another time. just because Absolutely. I, it's a spawn off conversation that I think we need to have about this. I don't really want to tease it too much because I don't know when we'll have the opportunity to get in and talk about it, but there is a, a spawn off conversation I want to have about this. But if you are listening right now and you have some ideas or you have some thoughts around kind of what fuels your art from a passion standpoint or whether or not you feel the whole concept of uh, having the audience pull on you for when you don't feel it and, they, and you want they want you to give them something else. Like, have you ever been in that space as a creator? Like, we talk a lot about us, me as writers who are doing this, but like, if you're a, you know, I think about people who are like painters, right? Like, uh, uh, an A.N.A. Shell, right? Like, does she ever get people being like, well, do you still paint anymore if she's taking breaks between releasing some painting out there? Like, does she not feel that passion to do it? Or um, people who, like, people who do stuff like clothing lines, right? Like, they haven't seen you releasing, like, I just wonder, like, do these different um, artistic mediums feel that same sort of pull from their audience and whether or not they have to figure out how to balance that out from a passion standpoint. But um hit us up on the social media. We'll probably post something about it that'll let us have a conversation around it. Um once again, Twitter, Mediums Podcast. You can email us at podcast at gmail Facebook and Instagram it is Mediums the Podcast. Uh hit us up. Let us know what your feelings on it. Let us know how you feeling about the episode. All that good stuff
1: absolutely we want to hear from you
0: I always want to hear from y'all it's been it I, I love um kind of when we get an opportunity to have people chime in on the conversations between episodes and we're having conversations and we want to figure out some new and unique ways to do that so we'll we'll, we'll think of some different ways that we can do that stuff in the future anyway last words any last words you want to say
1: mm, no i don't think so
0: <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that is it for us. We are out of here. Once again, we are Meetings, the podcast. I am GI.
1: I'm Liz Lou.
0: And we'll holler at y'all later. Until then, go create something.
1: All right.